Yo, what's up? It's Kev with the Atmosphere of Seeing. In today's video, I'll be interviewing my friend Julian Samoda and we'll be talking about the Success Academy soccer program in New York City. Welcome. Thank you for being here. What's up, bro? How you feeling? What's up, Kev? No, thanks for having me. It's, it's an honor and I appreciate you starting this conversation that needs to start in order to, you know, get it where we need it to go. We'll start by saying that Success Academy is actually a network of charter schools and in network of charter schools, there's also an elite, well-organized, well-funded soccer program that's giving lower-income families the access to play soccer and to learn the game of soccer, well as chess, dance, and other electives. So yeah, we met in 2016. I worked with this program for three years. Uh, I was at a school in Brooklyn. I think you started at a school up in Upper West Manhattan. No, I, st I started in Harlem, H4, and then I moved to Washington Heights. Gotcha. Where I'm still at right now. Washington Heights is one of the nicest schools. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we're we very lucky to have our own gym. Washington Heights is where it's at. That's where we met. Uh, that's where we, we balled out to. Spanish Harlem, uptown, real New York. You know, this is not the Long Island. You're not in the boroughs. You're actually in the city. In it's a wonderful place, to be honest. Like, especially for me. Um, you know, I came here from Colombia, uh, so my Hispanic background just like drew me to like the community. I was in Harlem first, uh, and then you know I, I I was an assistant coach there, and then I was moved to Washington Heights to be the head coach, and there I'm in charge of um, the soccer program basically at that school. Um, this is this is your fourth year with this program. Yes, I'm just finishing my fourth year. My next next year will be my fifth year. I guess it was just like a match made in heaven because the way, the, the way when I got there, soccer was, you know, like taking over like all the other electives, but now it's not me being there, like a Spanish speaker, I can communicate with the parents. I understand, um, you know, I understand their culture a little bit more. So the kids see that, that, that comfort between me and the parents and they're just drawn to me as well. You know, they see, they, they see a reflection of, of, of them in, in, in me. And, and that's, that's where I'm really proud because, you know, like I said, I came here from, from Colombia and I grew up in New York cities from the age of 11 until now. And it's, you know, it's a complete different ball game. Man, it's amazing because you grew up in Queens and yeah. for you to be in your city, teaching soccer, teaching the game that you love, I bet it's an amazing experience. And that's why I had to bring you on, you know, not just because you're someone that's living the experience right now of this great program, but someone that's in their hometown trying to elevate the game of soccer. Grew up here and I didn't get all the great opportunities that uh, the people, the kids in, this, in Success Academy are getting. You know, it's, I, I think I have the best job in the world. Like I'm teaching soccer. In, in, in a neighborhood that, you know, I, I feel comfortable with, with people that I feel comfortable with. And, and you see, you see how the, the benefits and you, you see everything that soccer does to the community just by playing the game for the kids. So let me ask you for some as basic as why is the Success Academy program so great? Why does it have so much potential? I believe it, but I want, I want to hear from you guys, uh, from you. Why is this program so good? Why does it have so much potential? So it's, it's great for many different reasons. Not only we are given, you know, the opportunity to, of kids to have, you know, like a sport, a discipline to, to, to practice during, during, you know, like their times in school and after school, and it's for free, you know, and they get the best of the best, you know, like, I feel like the, the program, it's very well organized because of the funding it's, it has, is it's backed very well. Um, and, you know, whatever the kids need, they have, um, and they have the best of it. You know, we want to give the kids the best chance to succeed, and we, we're doing that by providing, first of all, the environment. And the other reason why I love the program so much is because, you know, like soccer is relatively new in, in America, and it has, you know, like three, four, other, four or five other sports that they're competing with. And, you know, like some of the kids, some of these families, they don't even know what soccer is. And yeah. then we're introducing that to them. Before this whole pandemic, you go to recess and the kids are actually having their own, their, their own games and they're really 
it's that's another thing that makes it special. Not only I can influence them in, in the in school part when they're with me, but also when they're all playing on their own. Um, can you explain what the in school program is as opposed to the after school program? So so Success Academy soccer program is based on, on three different levels, right? So the first is the in school, which is your regular gym class, but instead of a gym class, it's a specific to soccer. You know, we teach them movements that help them with their development, coordination, speed, agility, but also they have to do with the game of soccer. Um, so it's very basic. It's just, you know, learning how to play the game, learning how to dribble, uh, learning how to like what's a 1v1. And the classes from K set first and second are just, they don't go more advanced than 1v1s or 2v2s. Mm -hmm. um, and they see that once, once a week instead of, you know, like they, they get to see music, art, chess, soccer. So that's the fourth elective. So that's the part of the in-school. Now the after-school is for the kids and the families who are interested in, in building, um, keep continue growing their, their skills and their development. And also because they found the passion in soccer. So we have the after-school teams. We have a, a team for first grade, second grade, third grade, and fourth grade. And that's basically, they play it. They practice every day after school. They practice once in the weekend. And then we have the network teams, which is the elite. Like, let's, I call it like, you know, like the club, the select team. So you, okay. pick, you pick the best kids from each um, school in the, in, in the network, because we have about 50 or, or a little bit more than 50 schools. Um, but only about 15 have soccer. So out of those 15, we pick the best ones every every three months. We do, you know, we do not a trial, but it's like a, a filtering where we see. Oh, what, showcase. Yeah, like there you go, like a showcase, and we see who who's thriving and who will fit it in, in in a better environment. Also, you know, backed by not only skills but you know commitment, um, discipline. It's we we make sure that the kids have like an all around character to make sure that they go on to these to the network. Like I said, it's a select team, but they get to compete against other teams now in New York. You know, they, they, they play your local leagues. They play during the spring and the fall. And they also play futsal tournaments. They go to uh, Atlantic City. They've gone to Massachusetts. And um, a couple of years ago, the U11s at that time, they went to play the MIC, the Mediterranean Cup in Spain. Uh, and that was a great experience for them as well. You know. There's a lot of kids that was the first time getting on a plane, first time, you know, like getting out of, out of, out of the States. And it was a great, great experience for them to see the world, not only with the soccer, but, you know, culturally as well. I hear you. I hear you. I'm actually going to play some of the footage of a documentary that, you know, was done about the program. You summarized it perfectly. Uh, you know, there's the in-school and the kids that are excelling and are interested in pursuing a more competitive side of soccer, they they stay to the after school program, the club program, right? There's so there's 50 schools and 15 of these schools in the network have the soccer program. As of now, yeah. As of now, so this is these are all in the boroughs: Queens, Brooklyn, in the Bronx. So what you just described is the dream soccer program, soccer school. I would want my child or any child in america to be a part of it's very organized it's very well funded it's very disciplined is everything that the parent needs everything that the coach needs and everything that the child needs to to you know to excel and to pursue the sport that can open millions and tons of opportunities and that's why you know we're here to talk about it i'm going to show a footage right now i'm going to share my screen um but yeah i'm going to run it and then I'll edit it and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. It's like, like it starts at five years old and, you know, they come in and, we, you know, we play very basic games, but fun, um, you know, tag. Uh, we do a lot of SEQ. We work on personally. I work on them on, you know, like their, their spatial awareness, their surroundings, making sure that they know when, when to run into space or not to run in bunches when you play in tag because they're going to get tagged. So, you know, you start sparking their those those ideas in their minds about, about that happened in the game without even the ball, you know, like playing tag or like, you know, relay races, like sharks and minnows without the ball. And then like little by little, you go, you know, introducing the ball. We make two first grade teams. Uh -huh. And so my school has four, let's say we have 
four kindergarten uh, classes and each kindergarten class has about 30. So that's 240 kids. Yes, 240 kids that we choose from. And obviously the ones that are interested, boys and girls, is we, we make sure that we give equal opportunity of teams. So to, the minimum goal is to pick 12 boys and 12 girls with a, with a 30 as a cap. That's the maximum you can get in a team. Those teams get divided in two and then they start practicing uh, when they're in first grade now. They practice once a week after school and once a week during the weekend. And that's where they start getting the more, you know, um, specialized training, as you would say, you know. So, so everything's free of charge. You know, the parents just have to make sure that um, they are going to take them there. We are very strict with, uh, you know, where attendance policies and like being on time, lateness is, is not not that it's not tolerated, but we, we don't want the kids to be late because we, like I said in the, in the beginning, we want, not only want to shape them as to be great soccer players, but responsible individuals as well. So once they sign up and they agree, they get, they get a box with a uniform, they get two shirts, they get shorts, they get socks, they get a water bottle, they get a bag. Um, they get, we, we have all the equipment for them so they don't need to bring a ball. The only thing that they need is shoes, like sneaker shoes or indoor shoes. And if the family cannot get it, we'll we'll make sure that we find a way so we can have everything that they need. Man, that's beautiful. And and I I seen I saw that documentary. Then I became part of the program and working and and building the relationship and seeing how these kids actually love and start thinking about soccer twenty four seven. They know the the current players. They you know they back and forth about what's you know currently going on in the leagues, and that's amazing to see. Yeah, that like you get that in in the older grades, but you know, like even first grade now, Fortnite just bought a skin, a Neymar skin, and like when that came out, all the kids wanted to tell me about it. Neymar is on the game. Neymar is on the game. And the fact for them to know who Neymar is when they didn't even know what soccer was, it's you know, it's 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 a big, it's a huge thing in my opinion because they're like you said that that spark in their head started going twenty four seven, and they understand of soccer as a sport, not only that it's popular, but it's fun for them. That's the most important thing. They all enjoy it. They, they, even the kids that are not on the soccer team, they, they want to play and during recess. And, you know, this pandemic was a great, great example. And it was very humbling for me, to be honest, because um, this year Success Academy taught the whole year all remote. And we were still doing the practices online after school. And we were still, you know, at first I'm like, who wants, who's going to want to do this? And then it got to the point that my fourth grade had, my, my third and fourth grade practice, I had 26 kids, you know? And it's like the, the limit, well, and, and that, that was possible because everything was online, but usually we can only have 15 playing because of space. But now like it was 20, it, we had like 25 kids and like, they all wanted to participate. Like, you know, if they didn't have a ball, they made one out of socks, out of paper, or, you know, like we make sure that we got one for them. And it's like, and they have, and they have siblings. So like all the siblings will come to the practice. And, and it, it was like, like for me, it was very humbling to see how, how much love for the sport they got. And just because, just because of the environment that we have in the school. It's not like someone like trying to force them like here being in soccer. It was like more than telling the parents, mom, dad, like I want to be in the soccer club. And let me point this out that this is being done in New York City where there is no space, you know, so for kids who want to get up and play soccer via the computer is amazing. You know, I think that's that's the culture that we have to build. That's how we actually answer the questions. Hey, how do we build cultures by that? Is by keeping it fun for the kids, you know, teaching them and keeping discipline at the same time. I'm going to share my screen and show some of this actual footage of kids, some of the teachers, some of the coaches involved. So. I want to be a pro player. What do you want to play for? Real Madrid. My first goal was very exciting, but my other goals, it's just like regular. I score goals on a daily basis. I get hyped. I get super hyped. I'd be like, go! Number 10, I get so happy. Look at the rest of the world, uh, soccer is accessible to everyone. Here, it's very elitist. 
if you have money, you're able to play soccer. This eliminates a lot of uh, kids who do not have resources and means. It doesn't give them any entry points into the system. So, like, I wake up at, like, 7 because I'm so happy that I'm going to soccer practice. And then I just take a shower, I eat my cereal, and then I just stand there until soccer practice where and I just run out the door. To have equity, to have educational equity, kids who don't have $10,000 a year to join a travel team and have parents shuttling back and forth, if you're gonna have true equity, then you have to provide the same kind of opportunities that wealthier kids would get. So I was with the New York Red Bulls. I was part of their training programs and their youth and their pre-academy. I felt that I was really able to make much more of a difference here players who would not necessarily get an opportunity if we're not in the schools giving it to them. Get up. A lot of these inner city uh, communities don't have fields for the kids to play on. So that shouldn't be, okay, well, these kids can't play soccer. No, of course they can. Think about kids playing pickup games in Harlem. What's they going to do to local kids over there who start picking up and playing this game? It's really going to make a huge, huge impact on communities and overall soccer in the United States. This charter school is solving two problems, barrier to entry financially and lack of fields. And you know what? Those two things are leading to us not winning World Cups. But next is offering a dream, offering a game that opens up a kid's mind. some of the best athletes to other sports because we're not giving them the olive branch. We're not showing them that the dream works down this road. So I see something like that become remarkably hopeful for the future of the game in the country. Maybe kids will play their whole lives. Maybe they won't. But that gift of confidence, knowing that your hard work leads to achievement, that is a gift that will stay with them their whole lives. I go through challenges, sometimes I fail, sometimes I don't. When I push myself, I succeed. It's kind of like life too. We're not playing games here. We're not playing games here. This is a real thing. This is the, the future of these kids. Everything we do impacts their future. That was a summary of what Success Academy soccer program is uh, a little bit behind the scenes from the players, the coaches, the director. Um, and I believe it's an amazing program. If this program was copy and pasted all over the country, all over the 25 cities where there's a, a MLS team, I believe that we can start implementing this into the public schools and we can give access, we can start giving access to the lower income families and to the majority of students. And I agree with 100%. And that's why, you know, I still am where I am with, with success. Uh, you know, it's not a, a big academy. I'm not like, you know, like fighting for tournaments or the, you know, but I am developing the city where I grew up. I am giving the kids the opportunity that, you know, like you said, you want your kids and everyone's kids to get this, but but also like, wouldn't you wish if you had this when, you know, back in the day when you were in, in, in school, you know, like, who, who wouldn't want to just like have that culture of, of sport built throughout your day? Not, not only like in the after school club, it's in the in school when they come to my class. Like every every kid in the school sees a soccer ball. They 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 learn how to play the game. They know they learn the basics of dribbling. 
and they are set with the basics to play the game and have fun with it because like some people you know like you can explain the game to someone but if you don't teach them how to do the, the basic things it's that's where you lose kids and you have to create an environment where it's fun for them and they're going to succeed at it and as we know here in America, we're competitive in every sport, man. We have the best athletes here in America. We have their best resources here in America. So I really think that the potential is here. The talent is here. And the thing that's lacking is the infrastructure. We don't have a system that was under just one umbrella, under the MLS, under the U.S. soccer, you know, into, and then not to just say that, but the access to soccer is very limited to everybody. And I really think that the big problem, when I look at the documentary like this, and I start to wonder like, why isn't this being done everywhere else? Why is there youth clubs? Or why can't soccer be provided for them at their school? This is proof, this is evidence that this is actually working, you know? And this is something that the Federation, US soccer, MLS teams should look into. My goal, for building this platform is to share this information and to be like, hey, look, this is, this may be, this could maybe not be a solution, but be, this could be a step in the right direction. So, you know, um, I really believe that, yeah, we do have the potential. We have the talent here in America and we just have to provide a better infrastructure, a better amateur league, a better college level and a better pro league. That way we have a bigger pool for leagues and for a national team. You, you know, you say a lot of great things. And, and you know, like, especially in cities like New York, um, everybody, you know, like, I, I ask myself, why aren't there more New York players out in the scene? You know, like, I know the, the you know, California and, and Texas, like, they're all great and great players. And it's because they're playing all year round, you know, and they have, you want all your players to be, you know, the Ronaldinho's, the Messi's, like, you know, they're really street players. Yeah, like, you know, they all play futsal. They all played on the streets, on the favelas. You know, like I would say, you you play on the street, you play wherever there's there's space, and not, it's not. I think it's introducing the sport as 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 for what it is. If there's one thing I could say about American soccer is that over the last twenty five years, one thing that we can check off the the thumbs up list is that we created awareness. Like you kept you we keep hearing like. Soccer is growing in America. Soccer is growing in America. And it has, yes, for the last 25 years, but we can't keep saying this. You know, the awareness is here. Uh, the interest is here. So how do we give access, soccer access to everybody that's in, interested in playing this sport and de developing in, in the sport? Um, and I think that we have to shift our thinking from youth clubs. And I think we have to give our funding and we have to recruit by districts and we have to recruit by boroughs, just like Success Academy program. But it has to come to, it has to be under one umbrella. It has to be under U.S. soccer umbrella for us to go under direction. I feel like there's so many youth leagues. There's so many professional amateur leagues that, you know, nothing's connected. So there doesn't really have a direct blueprint of the steps to follow to actually get to the pros. So till we provide a better infrastructure to, no, till we provide access and infrastructure for everybody, but that's how we start fixing the problems that are in the current system. That's how we build culture. That's how we build an identity. And also that, you know, like that's how you find players. Like I've been here in Washington Heights for four years and there's some kids that you're like, it's not only the athletes, they're ballers. Like they're, they have that it thing that they just know what to do when the game comes and it's and I cannot wait until we see like you know like for instance the kids that we saw in the video that was the first class and they're, they're like their their development is like whoa they're amazing you know like the thing like, they they just finished middle school they're gonna go wow. they're gonna so this is feeding into their their so they went on to from elementary to middle school to high school now now to high school yes and most of them are still together right most of them yeah See, that's what that man can keep kids together with not the same coach the whole time, two, three years, actually, and then pass them off to somebody else. Because you need different soccer minds to actually learn the game. To be a full, complete, all-around player, you must get taught the game by different personalities. Yeah, man. Like, it's like, you see, like, I've seen these kids play, like, 
I haven't coached them because they're like, you know, like in the middle school system. But when they come, like, see our practices, because sometimes we practice on the same field. Kids are doing it, I'm like, wow. You know, like, you have the courage to do those moves in a regular game. And it's like, that, that's, that confidence in the game is just amazing. And then not only that, then I see the ones that I've had since I started. And it's like, yo, makes you feel proud. You know what I mean? Bro, this, not only you provide, not the only a program like this provides stability for the kids, but also for the coach, full year round work. It's not seasonal work like the big clubs. And also for the parents, it saves them a headache. They don't have to drop off their kids. They don't have to worry about going out of town for three weeks and spending that extra money. This is such a more logical system. This is such a much a better system to a point where I'm where we can ask ourselves like why aren't we doing it? and the reason is because of money because America is greed. America wants to sell soccer. So we have everything that we need to to the talent. We could have the infrastructure. We have the potential. We have all the experience from the guys that have graduated from the system from the American system. So why are we still not good? Why aren't we connecting the dots? And it's because greed, because we want to sell soccer. We want to be the biggest club. We want to be the biggest league instead of focusing, focusing on, on the actual development, instead of focusing on actual winning, we're worried about money. And I feel like that's why we're failing to make these big tournaments. And it's sad, bro. It's sad that I have to tell my little brother or my future child, Hey, we can't afford to play soccer. Like I don't, I don't want to get five years down the road and I have to tell my child that. No, bro. Yeah, no, it, it, it's you know, like I don't think it's like people, like we as as a country is doing it like on purpose. It's just like you know, we are a capitalist country. That's 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 the bottom bottom line. And the way all the other sports are handled is like you know, like a business because the the people. The people pay basically, you know, there's people that are paying. So it's just cutting the access of, 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 of kids getting it yes. because of that. And it becomes like a very selfish, like, oh, I'm the big coach because I have this big team that's traveling. To all the ego thing, bro. It's all, everyone wants to be a Mourinho. Everybody wants to be Pep Guardiola. Everyone wants to be a soccer guru, but nobody can answer you the simple questions like, why aren't we good at soccer? You know, they can't give you a concrete detailed full textbook answer on why we're not good and maybe we don't need that the answer is simple is because of greed and money bro like the big clubs even the european clubs come here and sell soccer sell their big name attach it to a long island club run their camps milk all the money and what does that do it doesn't it doesn't do anything and nothing nobody's opposed to making money with soccer we got to do it the right way we got to do it in a way that the rest of the world does it. The rest of the world makes money with soccer by developing talent from the elementary school, breeding it and brewing it all the way to the pros and then selling it to the big leagues, to Real Madrid, to Barcelona for X amount of millions of dollars. That's what funds their club, their youth club, the people, the whole country is funded by like that. So if we, I, I understand America is a capitalist country. I understand we're a business country. So, okay, let's do business the right way. You know, instead, that, that's that's all we're saying. It needs a reform. It needs a restructure from the youth club to the national team, to U.S. soccer, to college, to amateur leagues, USL, MLS, all of it, bro. None of it is under one umbrella. And it's frustrating as a player, as a soccer fan, as a future parent that we're in this situation. And it's sad that I have to say, I hope that we qualify to the next World Cup. I, I, the other day, my friend was like, I hope that we win a World Cup in our lifetime. And that, that statement, it, I felt that. I was like, I hope we do too, but like, it hurts. I'm like, damn, it's got, we've gotten that bad that we got to say maybe in our lifetime. Not like, you know, I was hoping by this time, man, can we two-peat? Can we three-peat? But back to what I said earlier about the European, big European clubs here and, you know, wanting their slice of American, you know, just, you know, just like American sell soccer, European clubs have also, you know, seen the avenue of business so they're like oh we're gonna come here to america and we're gonna sell our name you know to the wealthy areas to the long islands to the arizona so i wanted to ask you your experience with fc barcelona long island you know i know your brother played there and i just kind of wanted you know talk a little bit about the experience as you know as a 
parent guardian? Did your brother like it? Kind of how it worked. Yeah. That, that's just one of the solutions that people try to find. Like, you know, like we just got to bring the people that know how to do it here. Um, but I remember one time someone, this Peruvian guy from Flushing, I was going to bring my friend, he's Irish, you know, like we're going to like do a camp and I need a field. And he's like, listen, you can bring Real Madrid, but you're not going to change soccer because they're, the way they're doing things is way different than the way we do things. And that hit me because it's true, you know, like, we have to fix our own problems and not like bring other people to try to figure out what the problem is and how to solve it because it's that's just passing it on. Great point. Great point. The European countries that are elite, the Germanys, the France, the Englands, they have had this tradition of soccer, brew collar league community that built this league for centuries, for 200 years. So America, we don't expect us to be there. That's why we're not there. But how do we start? You know, and one thing, you know, that from experience and growing up, I have seen in the system that Americans have been fooled or have been told this lie that we need Europeans or Latin Americans or foreigners to come here and teach us soccer. I don't think that's necessarily true. We've tried it. We've tried, you know, different curriculum, German curriculums, and it's, we, got, we have our own problems. It's not, it's not the curriculum, it's the infrastructure. So yeah. I believe that we don't have to bring those foreigners to teach soccer here in America. We can teach it. We have enough experience. We have enough legends to do it here where we don't have to bring anybody in and we don't have to export this talent. You know, imagine we could develop that talent here. The only reason our Pulisic has to go to Chelsea, Gio Reyna has to go to Dortmund is because we, we, we can't provide them a right infrastructure for them to develop the here. Environment, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no, yeah. And going back to to um, the Barcelona Academy, you know, it it was great uh, from the beginning, but then you saw that there was money behind it, because I remember the first time, the first trial, we, you know, I drove out to Long Island, everything was very organized, which was the first impression, and then that's what it takes everybody, you know, like okay, they're organized, they know what they're doing. And that's the problem because, like you said, there's no one here organizing anything. Like everything is done by the opinion of this person and the opinion of this person, or by the suggestion of this federation. But they're not there to implement it or like quality control what's happening. And but since they this organization has, they've been doing this all over the world. They they do it in China. They they do it in Europe. They do it here in America. They do it in South America, Central America. They have Barca academies everywhere. So they, they have a system now. They do, but let me say that as, as someone that has grown in the system and seen this, to me, that's prostitution of the game. You're uh -huh. using the big name to sell soccer. That's what so, the same thing we're doing here in America, you know? Yeah, like they just know how to, they, 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 they found a formula to go to every country and implement their methodology that was created by Johan Cruyff and the tiki taka and you know like always the possession game the rondos and they they just they found that they, they, they made a, a simple template and they're multiplying it and that's why people are get drawn to it but anyone who is professional and organized can set that up because if you have the funds and that's the, thing. the funds so so you go to the tryouts and it's like a very intensive tryout you know, like they do basic skills, they do small sided games, they do big game tryouts, and they not only do one tryout, they do like three tryouts. And then after that, they get a list, right? And they go from the top of the list. Okay, boom, 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 boom. And then if these kids not all say yes, then we go to the next part of the list, which is what happened to us. You know, like my brother was like the second, like the second round, they're like, listen, like, Cause it was brand new they were trying to get as many people in and and he's like yeah if we're interested in him like can he can he join us you got to pay this much a year so you yeah, know, ballpark ballpark just for, for study reasons for study yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no no it started it started lower it, it went up little by little but it started around four thousand four thousand a season or a year a year a year but four thousand dollars a year bro which is expensive to those who don't have $4,000, but it's 
average price compared to all these other academies, you know? Yeah. And But know, this is not including travel expense, food expense. Uniform. Uniform. Nothing. No, no. It, it, but, but like I said, it was well organized because they know that they have to train three times a week. They know they have, they have to play as much as they can. You know, like the first... The first season, um, my brother was playing with like three different teams, but under the same, you know, like he, he, they had three teams for his age group. He was in the in the second team, and you know he played sometimes with the first team. The first year he played with the first team when they needed kids, or he would play with the O fives. He would play a year up, or he would play with the third team just just be, just so he can get games, and because they didn't have enough kids, you know. Yeah, so that, yeah. first, that first year, it was great. You know, like he was playing a lot. He was, you know, like he was learning because he was new to the methodology. It was great. But the second year comes, more kids come, they have more money. And then that everything starts changing, you know? Yeah. They also have these trips to, to Barcelona when they, they play, they play in the Camp Nou, they play against like local teams. And my brother went there, it was a great experience, but you also had to pay for that. You know what I mean? Still, that's I'm sure that was a great experience for him, though. No, no, it was a great experience for him, like hands down. But then what happens is that, like, you think it's like once a year they pick the best kids. Then the next year, instead of one trip, they want to do three trips, and they're all Barcelona branded trips. You know, so who's getting the profit? Barcelona. Yeah. Who, who's booking the tickets? Barcelona. Who's booking the hotels? Barcelona. So obviously there has to be some commission somewhere there. Yeah. You know? So that's it, it's a business model. Like like I, like I said, what happens is the fir the fir the first year, the first meeting, they're like, oh, we're gonna build a complex with uh with like eight soccer fields, uh, a medical facility in the middle, offices on the second floor with view to all the fields for scouting. Um, they were going to bring the first team to the inaugurational, like for that thing, the, the ribbon current ceremony. And you're going to meet all the players. This is in Long Island? In Long Island, King's Park. They're like, oh, if, if you live in Queens, we'll like create a service, a, a shuttle service that will pick you up from the train, take you to the field. We're going we're gonna to have a mentors that are going to help your kids with their homework if they cannot make it on time because of the practice times. So they paint the sky for everyone. They sold you. They sold, man, I want to sign up right now, bro. <laughs> Yo, they're like, you know, we'll help you with college. We'll, we'll, you know, like we'll give opportunities if we believe your kid is good enough to try out for professional teams. And the time passed by, the fields, nothing happened. The, the shuttle bus never happened. The space became like, like in the winter, the winter practices were like in a very crowded area. And like, I used to drive an hour and a half to the practice for my brother to practice one hour and drive an hour and a half back. Man, for uh, FC Barcelona to have an academy out in Long Island and not the inner city, how is supposed a kid from the Bronx, from Brooklyn, from Queens supposed to get 45, 55 minutes, three times a week? to Long Island. It's again, it's all business. There's all money rooted. They're not fooling anybody, bro. And me and you that have grown in the system, that have graduated, that have taught in the system, that love this system, we're not going to tolerate this shit anymore, bro. And it's not about pointing the finger and it's not and about, you know, calling people out, calling people out, but it's about holding people accountable that, yo, what the fuck are we doing? You know, and this can't continue because the next generation, your brother, my brother, my kids, your kids, bro, I'm not going to pay $5,000 for someone to teach my kids soccer who doesn't know the game more than me, bro. Yeah. So we'll oh, see. Oh, wait, wait, let, let, me, let, me, let me close something off with, with this. Drop it, drop it. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. So, like, you know, like, all these clubs and, like, all these training programs, they're great because, you know, they have, they have you know, they have results to back it up. But you can't think that that's the only way. and those distances that you're in a car with your kid, or imagine pe people were driving from Connecticut. Bro, no way. In traffic to Long Island, bro. That's like four hours. Imagine being like six to eight hours in a car just to go to a two-hour practice because 
is the club of your dreams. They're just selling you the badge. Imagine as a Hispanic parent, how, how is my mom supposed to be a single mother, go to her job, take me to practice, pick me up, and then go to her second job? Like, come yeah. on, bro. And in, to me, in my opinion, and this is what I want to close it off with, the best coach is the game. Facts. The game is going to teach you things that no coach can teach you. The game is going to put you in situations that cannot be recreated in practice. Fact. Because it's, it's emotions, it's circumstances, it's environment, it's the speed. So thinking, all of that. So the only way we're going to get players is for them to be able to play. So we have to create environments for them to play. And be, them being in a travel team is not playing because if they're tr practicing three times a week, they're not playing the game. They're practicing. Even if your kid's playing club soccer, that's not enough. No, like your kid has to be at, out in the park playing with his friends, with his cousins, with his, with his teammates, who are the teammates who have to be the kids from their community. That's how, you that's how you create culture because you play with your boys from the block and then you get old enough, you want to go to the stadium, you yeah. want to support your team, you know, like you, you want to go to all this in five or six. Barcelona came here when Ronaldinho was there, Rafa Marquez was there, Messi, nobody really knew. And they came to Chinatown, bro. And that, that was a great experience because I got to see them. You know, yeah, like they had and, it I, too. <clears throat> and I was with all my boys from the soccer team. Yeah. And that's how you create culture by like creating events where you're gonna bring people together and you're gonna enjoy what you enjoyed most, the game. As a community, bro. As a community. Not like bro, my brother is was in Barcelona and he doesn't know. He did, they never really instilled that community feeling of a team. Yeah. Everybody was like on their own. You want to teach these kids how to be teammates, how to be there for each other. And you cannot learn teach that if everyone is creating a, a, this safe environment for them instead of just letting them play, yeah. you know? But when you create community, when, when you create independence, that's the word, independence, that's where all these cultural things come out because you're part of the team. You're not with your parents. You're not with your family. You came here to be with your team, to play with your team, to have fun with your team. Not, oh, my parent brought me to practice because I'm on the soccer team and I'm playing travel soccer. You know? Like, we, have, we have to create... We have to let these kids play. We have to give them access to the game and we have to create that atmosphere that is going to take us to the next level. We got to give these kids something to work for, something to play for, something to represent, something to believe in, bro. We don't have none of the shit that I just named, but I don't want to bash my national team because I think we're ballers. I think we have it. I think we have, you know, all the talent and the potentials, you know, Sebastian Legit. We talk, we have uh, Tyler Adam, Gio Reyna, the great American white hope fucking Christian Pulisic, bro. That guy is amazing. Breaking, he's gonna play. The, he's playing the championship final, bro. That's breakthrough. That's those are the things that we should be celebrating. You know, as much as that, that's amazing. That's only one thing that we can celebrate the last four or five years as an American country. But and Real Madrid, man, I, I would hope. I have. I, I I can find the tweet that I've tweeted that I hope Pulisic goes and be the first American at Real Madrid. He speaks some MLS, man. Who are so I'll be you honest. watch MLS. Let me start by that. So I, I've, I've started watching MLS little by little more now that's in, in Univision and, you know, like it's, it's being more- um, Broadcasted. Broadcasted, there you go. Um, city team, NYCFC. Um, I had my, my boy, Danny Bedoya play there for a year. So, you know, like- Danny Bedoya related to Alejandro Bedoya? No, no. no? No. He's a BCL. Man, I hope I could get Alejandro Bedoya on this podcast. He's Colombian, no? You will. I, yeah, I think he hit you. Um, I also like going to the Red Bull because it, I love that stadium, beautiful stadium out there in the Red Bull Arena. But yeah, so I follow, I, I, I mostly follow NYCFC. I got you. I got you. Um, how about U.S. soccer? Who are some? Uh, I like McKinney a lot from Juventus. Um, Baller, you know, you, you confuse them with Cuadrado all the time. Um, you know, Gio Reyna, Dorman, great player as well. And Pulisic, man, like, you know, like the, the way he's developing and, and the way he's 
He's he's taking the chances when he gives them, you know, like he has a presence, bro. That's the best thing about Christian Pulisic is that he not, he has a present. He's not just crafty, quick, can score. His presence is felt off the bench when he's starting. So those are the American players that I want to see, that I want to continue to see, and I want to see more in the EPL and La Liga, you know. Let me ask you, where do you see us in the next two, three years as a soccer community, as a soccer nation? Uh, I mean, two, three years, I, I feel like we, we're going the right way. Like, happening so fast, especially here in New York, like, like, you know, pickup games are like a thing now that you can like, before it's like either you, you call up your boys or you put it on social media, who wants to go play, or you would go to the park. But now, you know, they have apps, they have the meetup app, they, they have pickup games, they have a schedule, they have Street FC, who's also like a big, big um, in foot in pickup games, which is fun, you know, like you, they, they rate you if, if you're nice. They put oh, you man. See, those are the services. Those are the businesses I want to provide. I want to support because they're pro they're not selling you soccer. They're giving you a soccer experience and they're providing and giving you access to play. Yeah. Manhattan FC with my boy, Daniel Ospina. Man, I'm going to talk to I'm going to get off the phone with you and I'm going to talk to him today. Hopefully I can get an interview with him because what he's doing is amazing, especially in Manhattan, bro. Last winter, like last fall. He found a spot in the west side, Pier 26. I've seen it. I've seen it. Wow. And that's, I slid in your name. I need my picture taken right there. <laughs> Yo, that field is just like, it. it's not, it's, it's right on the, it's on the pier. It's, we have two fields. He set it up very nicely. Brings the goals, brings the music. You know, he has the pennies. Okay. Balls, and, and you have two fields. You play king of the court for an hour and a half. And it's like. Well, I wait, I can't wait to be in the city and partake in that, bro. Yo, and it's 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 amazing. Like that's one of the favorite places I've played with because not only the field, but also the competition. The size of the field is just perfect because everybody gets a touch on the ball. You get to be fancy, you you you, you get to be simple, you get to do it all. And, it, and it's it's a lot of fun, you know. Um New York skyline, man. Social media, we have all the footage too be able to record and put highlights together oh, and get yeah what well, so five is doing you know they so you five, so, yes, five. Sir. so those are a facility i look at them like damn if i were to, I, I don't want to open a soccer club i want to open a facility like so five and give fields to people to provide highlighted drone shot that's the culture that's the atmosphere we need to build and before i let you go let me ask you how do we do what success academy is doing at a larger scale where do you think we should start where does this go like you said unless unless someone is going to take charge and be in charge of developing these things these programs because these programs are not only for soccer you can do this with basketball too you know like we football and give football. you know these are so many opportunities for so many americans for so many scholarships for so many just above and beyond you know so right. i agree this you know this is a thing that could be done every school should have a powerhouse sports program yeah and and like, and like you know like like success academy is doing it like right right to the t because of the the funding that they get but i, I mean why like is the funding so good do we know well because it's 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 a private entity it's a private entity. I, I kind of tried to do some research in it, and I was like, who was funding? And I, I found that Eli Broad, who is this super big entrepreneur, he has the Broad Museum in LA. There'd be some funding behind it. You know? there, there, I'm sure there are a lot of angel investors, too. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, because that, that's what it comes out to, a network of, of individuals who want to do better for the community and the education system. And, you know, like, we're just lucky that the CEO saw soccer as a very crucial part of, of her mission and, and, and is running with it. But like personally, I, I think that everybody can do their part if they want, if they're willing to do it for, for, for the right reasons to develop. I feel like we either can get all on the same page and realize that we're all on the same team to try to elevate and grow this game here in America or we're never going to get it. You know, we either kind of deal with the Federation under the MLS, or we have to maybe look at other options as far as like angel investors and donation and funding and see if we can start 
maybe in LA, maybe, but that's such a slower process. It'll be so much, so much more effective if the MLS was involved, if the Federation was involved, if everyone was just on the same page under the same umbrella. Yeah. Yeah. People are not, people are not in this for the longevity of it or to provide a product. They're here to sell a name. They're here to make a quick buck. Boom, 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 let me make my money. Let me, let me garnish up my resume and move on to the next project. That's why it's sad. That's why we can't cry when we don't make the World Cup and we don't make the Olympics, bro. Like, it's a shameful. It's, it's, we're such a powerful nation with the best athletes, with the best facilities, bro. Is come I, on. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah, like, the land is way too big for someone yet to, like, set up a system where it's but like 50 states. And I hear you. I hear you. Not, that's something that's that's what, that, that, that would be the solution. Like, once when someone really takes the ownership and, like, listen, we're going to do this. This is where we're going to do it. Like, you know, like, I remember growing up, there was ODP, Olympic Development Team. I was part of it. I was Cal South, bro. That was one of the best developments of my youth career. I went and on it, to play with the state team, the regional team, and onto the national team. And that was all under one umbrella. But but that, but you see the steps? There's a step. There's a step. And, and, and I wanted to climb up every step as a child, and I did, bro. That's why I'm telling you, these are the same. So many of my, some of my players that went on to play to college, that went on to play pro, those are the people that should be teaching our youth system. That want to stay close to the game, you know? I, that's a system that was working because you were getting, you were getting pools of kids and you were turning into smaller, smaller, smaller pools, you know? Yep. And right now it's like each academy is having their own recruiting system. Each academy has their own way of doing things. So NYCFC wants to do it this way. Red Bull wants to do it this way. Like Gachi wants to do it this way. Medova wants to do it this way. And then like yep. you, get, you get a lot of everything, but not not what you're really looking for. No, no one on the same page. I I I have a friend that works in the MLS, and I asked him like, "Hey, what is what are the what are the MLS clubs doing to you know develop talent in the youth?" And he told me everyone has their different has a different model. Every owner gets to decide that model. I think Philly has one of the better. You know, I think they're working with the public schools. Uh, Red Bull has a good training program. I worked there for two years. But that's also just a money machine. Uh, so not, you know, LA Galaxy does it. Which, I don't know what they have. LAFC has a partner. LAFC has a partnership with SoCal United. But like, why do they have a partnership with SoCal United? So they can have a partnership. SoCal United sell their name, attract more people. And it's just a cycle, bro. It's, 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 it's a leeching cycle that needs to be stopped. And, you know, that's, that's our mission. I feel like we... we we, the next generation, people like me and you who have grown in the system, have graduated in the system, we want to see this elevate. So we're not, we're going to hold people accountable. We're not just going to talk and bounce ideas, but also drive action. That's my goal for this platform, you know? So thank you so much for being here, bro. I appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. And, you know, like this conversation sparks a lot of things in me too. Like, you know, I, I have a lot of ideas of, of, of things that I, you know, I've, I've been wanting to do, you know, um, and it's, it's the idea is getting closer. It's getting clearer. Um, but and you're doing a great thing, man. Like, thank you for this conversation. And whenever you want, let's do it again. I know this is not the only time I'm going to interview you. Um, I'm actually going to bring a few other coaches from the success Academy program to talk and talk about their experience. Um, but bro, keep documenting, keep, keep, you know, recording, because all of this, we have to pass this information, you know, as coaches, that's our responsibility as lovers of the game, as students of the game is to pass information and share our knowledge. So that's all I'm trying to do here, but I'm just someone that loves and cares about soccer in America. And I'm trying to find people who are just like me.